Welcome to another Bush and Ritchie Daily Takeaway. Uh, you know how we love a trip to the tip if you are regular downloaders of uh, this here podcast. Love it. Can't get enough of it. Went today um, uh, with uh, some cardboard boxes, big ones, kind of things that weren't going to fold down and just go in your normal uh, bin collection outside. So I thought, right, this is a bit of a tip run. Got there, um, dumped the first big box in, went back yep. to the car, came back. When I came back to the big unit that I'd put the box in, one of the bin people was rearranging the cardboard box that I'd just put in the recycled cardboard. What do you mean rearranging? Like well, just, putting it inside another box? Yeah, or? I just didn't like the way that I did it. It's a cardboard box, mate. <laughs> I had flattened it, I'd folded it, it wasn't taking up loads of space, but he was like, no, I don't like the way that's resting. I'm going to move that over there. I, said, I, I, I wasn't offended, but I did, I did notice and kind of think, what's wrong with that? It's rubbish, mate. It's something about the power of being one of those people that works in, in the tip. Because you know, I don't know about you, I always have the same panic attack every time I go down there uh, that I've not brought ID, even though I've never been asked for ID before. <laughs> that you're going to be like a guard dog on a torch in your face and you can't prove or remember your own address and they turn you around. It's the worst thing in the world. Do you think the tip people actually know what all the registration plates are of just the local area? Because you know, like, your local area has a certain couple of letters or digits that oh, is yeah. a number plate. Maybe they know and they just let you in. Our one in Leon C, I kid you not, it's got this kind of camera, which I don't think works, but they keep going, you know, looking back at it like it's someone out of Tron. Second, or Space Odyssey 2001. And then they've got a, I kid you not, a plastic, uh, like, really big Doberman. Really? Some kind of like, just for intimidation. You don't mess with those guys. Don't mess with those boys. This is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. As I mentioned at the start of the week, I'm on a big walk this weekend. Like a South Devon Ray Mears. I'm going to be at one with nature. I'm walking Hadrian's Wall uh, over the weekend with eight other friends as part of my friend Adrian Hyatt's birthday celebrations. In fact, tomorrow I'm going to be joining the show from my base camp mm. in Whitley Bay as we head towards the big walk. But it's just kind of dawned on me today, like when we were packing and that, that I don't really have any kit. I haven't really got anything, to be honest with you. The weather's going to be quite warm, which has thrown me a bit, because I did have, like, a big ski jacket, but now I think I might faint like a, an 11-year-old at an assembly. I don't really want that, do you uh, know what I mean? Considering you have no kit, uh, it's a good job that this is base camp for Hadrian's Wall and not for an actual mountain, isn't it, really? Imagine that. Yeah. That would be so bad. The weird thing is, right, with, with the news during the week that I need, like, very focals, mm. the next thing apparently I've got to get is a fleece, and I think that might just be the end of it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So, if there was one pro hiker, like, so I'm, I'm, in, I'm a newbie, I'm a novice at this whole kind of walking thing. If there was one pro hiker piece of kit I need to be taking with me, at this 11th hour, what do I need to get? Can I suggest Kendall's Mint Cake? Now, what, I've heard a lot about this stuff. I don't really know what it is. It's basically sugar. Right. All right. So it's a bit like tablet they have in Scotland. It's a bit like Scottish tablet, but I'm sure the good people of Kendall would want me to let you know it's infused with mint. Oh, so it's an actual area. I, yeah. didn't mean, I thought it was some bloke. No, no, no. It. it comes from the Lake District, so your other side of the country. Yeah. Uh, but it's still north. Yeah. Uh, so you got your mint in your sugar. It's your Kendall mint cake. Uh, you can get you can get a massive bar off of the internet, a very very well known retailer, uh, for about seven quid. Wow. So I could like head up there with like a nine bar in the boot. Yes, you could. Like yeah. That. Share it with your mates. Have a little have a little bit of my mint cake. That'd be so good. I, and they'd be like, in Lord of the Rings, they always stop and have that thing. They've wrapped yeah. in a leaf, don't they? That'd be kind of quite cool. If it gives me, like, plus three speed and plus one dexterity, <laughs> then I'm up for it. Uh, nobody is uh, doubting the fact that you're a novice at this whole hiking outdoors game. People like Wendy have just messaged, Bush, how have you not heard of Kendall Mint Cake? It is the sweetest, mintiest thing you will ever put in your mouth. Wendy, if you love Kendall Mint Cake so much, why don't you marry it? <laughs> thing is, though, we've just been around to the corner shop yet to get a chocolate and a yeah. little a can of coke before we started the show just now it is mm. um, though it's not in there is it no you're not going to find your not Kendall Mint cake in there so 
you're going to have to either order online or look at your kind of... Uh, you go outdoors, your millets, your, that kind of place. That's where you're going to find your Kendall Mint That's cake. That's right. I want to get Kendall Mint cake and then some of that... Um, you know that stuff that runners or, or uh, cyclists have where you suck the up... The gels. Like a gel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, can't go to the loo again for three weeks, but I've got loads of energy. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of the stuff that's coming in, if it was me personally, would make me think twice about the walk, thinking, gosh, does that really happen? Uh, this is more nice advice. If you're coming to Whitley Bay Saturday, you need to come to our local fish and chip restaurant, The Harbour View, Ooh. in Seaton Sluice. We've been voted best in Northumberland on TripAdvisor. It's like the chip shop tour all over again, isn't it? <laughs> I'll come with you. This is the thing. I don't want to get like sidetracked by food and miss the whole thing, but I appreciate the offer. Uh, Laurie says you need to bring a mat. He sent a photo of it as well. It looks very medical. It says, helps avoid getting stroke making worse. He calls it Farmer Giles when sitting on cold <laughs> ground. So uh, that's an interesting one, isn't it? It's a little bit unsettling. Uh, right, Big Mac is hanging on. You got some advice for Bush? Yeah, absolutely. Um, walking socks and anti-chafe underwear. That's, that's my main recommendation out of everything. Loving anti-chafe underwear. Is that a particular line of underwear I can ask for at the counter? Uh, I'm not 100% sure. It's probably going to be called walking underwear, but Do you know let's what? be honest, everybody knows what it means. It's a bit like, right, you know, if you play sports and you want to go and buy um, that Dyrolite stuff that yep. gives you know, rehydrates you, and you almost feel incumbent on you when you're in, like, boots to say, like, I haven't got the two-bob bits, so just I'm playing for sport. <laughs> if I'm going in and asking for anti-chafe underwear, I would have to double down on the walking angle, I think. Maybe even turn up in my hiking kit, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, bring the scarf, everything, even the walking poles. Just make sure they know it's definitely for walking or you may get some strange looks. <laughs> uh, Kate is in Leicester, says, never hike in cotton socks. If you buy one thing, proper woolen walking socks. Expensive, but stops you getting blisters. Do you know what? I've got, I've got like, normal office stripey office socks. No, 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 no. Oh, this, this is getting worse. And then Chris in Plymouth says, what about a stick? For testing footing, Joe, I've always wanted to be one. You see, sometimes those like normally couples matching cagoules walking around with two sticks, like Eddie the Eagle Edwards. I want to get one of them. Sam is hanging on. He's got quite the experience to uh, bring to things. What you got for Bush? Yeah, Soreen, uh, malt loaf, saved me climbing um, Snowden. Uh, wonderful stuff. Wow, wow, so, so dodgy, full of energy. So, I mean, I, my my middle daughter Thea loves this, and many a times I, I've like put butter all over it for her, and it gets all over your hands. So you're climbing mountains whilst you have got like butter and Soreen stuck to your fingers. I can just imagine you with a napkin and a knife. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, and then it gives you, it give you energy. What, what's the kind of uh, vibe that you get from a bit of Soreen? Oh, sustenance, you know, it's just um, loads of energy, but it's, it's apparently it's the done thing. The person I was doing it with said, oh, everyone does it, and she was uh, advised, and um, yeah, I was talking to people, and they've said, yeah, it's a really good way of uh, wow. uh, keeping going. You can get the individual bars, you don't have to eat it, like, oh. off a large block. I want to eat it off a block, that'd be I so just, good. I just have <laughs> visions of you on a ledge, uh, sitting down, opening up the cling film, cutting a piece. <laughs> yes, <laughs> back to a primal scream, would be so good. This is The Daily Takeaway. So cast your mind back uh, a couple of days ago, we spoke to Rachel, mum of Max, this astonishing young lad uh, who's been living out in a tent for nearly two years now, raised nearly £600,000 for local charities in North Devon. Fantastic. Uh, And you loved him and you were getting in touch saying how much he'd done fantastic things and we've been thinking he deserves some kind of reward. This kid is a hero, so we had to get him back on the show. We've got him on the line right now. Uh, We've got Max here. Max, are you in the tent? That's the most important thing. 
Um, just getting through the doors, and now I'm in the tent. <laughs> in the tent. It's just so matter of fact, but he's been doing it for nearly two years. Why would you not be? Uh, yeah. Max, what an amazing journey you've been on over these past two years. Have you, have you grown to love your tent? What's been the best thing about what you've been doing? Uh, the best thing about what I've been doing is probably knowing that I'm helping other people and that all the money I'm raising is going to such a good cause. It's going to an amazing cause. And when you started this whole thing, Max, you set yourself a goal money-wise that is... You've absolutely smashed it. You can't have imagined that you'd have raised this amount of money. I only ever set off to raise about £100, and I think it's spiralled over time, and I think I'm just thankful for everyone that's donated, and they've all done such a helpful job and what's it been like being out in the garden each and every evening there must be because you know sometimes I hear like foxes fighting stuff out the back of our house so you must hear some crazy wildlife out there you do get to hear some crazy wildlife but um, unfortunately it's either always too cold or too warm there's never the nice little that's camping that's camping in a nutshell isn't it (laughs) that's just camping it is it's nearly two years obviously you've got your big camp out coming up as well that's going to raise uh, money for plenty of other charities as you get all other kids to join in Um, have you missed your bedroom Max it's nearly been two years Uh, yeah I think it's been a long time now I've um, had ups I've had downs and I think that it has been a fun journey I think one of the determinations and one of the things that kind of kept me on going was to kind of get out of the house away from my parents. <laughs> I, mean, I just wanted to get away as far as I could and unfortunately the first place I could was the garden. Fantastic. I think we can all kind of agree with that. So it is. Well, Max, listen, we think you are an absolute superstar. You've given us so much of your time for some really important charities. Uh, and we're not the only ones who think you're amazing. Our friends at Tesco Mobile have heard all about your fundraising and they've been blown away by your efforts as well, which is why uh, they have come up for a special gift for you. The Home Time team and Tesco Mobile, Max, we would love to send you... On on your dream trip. Uh, We know that you've had to cancel your family holiday this year, uh, so we've organised for yourself and your mum and your dad to leave the tent and go to Disneyland Paris. How does that sound? Oh, thank you so much. What about that? That's amazing. That's a bit different to being trapped in that tent in the evening, isn't it? I think it's going to be 100 times better. (laughs) Listen to this, Max. Tesco Mobile are going to get you from your tent in your back garden. I'm going to get you all the way to Paris. We're going to put you up in a four-star hotel. Don't worry, you can still take your tent if you want to come there as well. (laughs) And you're going to get three days to explore the Disney parks. And we're even going to give you £250 spending money for when you get there as well. What about that? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You are absolutely amazing. Well, no, Max, you're, you're the one that's amazing. Yes. Uh, so you deserve a little bit of a reward yourself for all the stuff that you've done for everybody else. So well done. Go and enjoy it. Thank you so much. That's so generous. Max, you deserve this. And make sure you send us loads of pictures at Absolute Radio when you get there. Thank you. The Daily Takeaway. Richie's Daily Takeaway. Time to open up the doors once again to the Hometime Film Club. Uh, and with the search for the best decade ongoing here at Absolute Radio and us, uh, profiling the 80s this week, uh, we were looking at the 80s, were the world of the movies. There was a heck of a lot of school movies in the 80s. Anyone else like watch 80s movies when you were a kid and want to go to a high school? I wanted to go to Degrassi Junior High, yes. not for Pippin uh, St. John's in Trowbridge. Uh, so we, th- we thought we would search for the greatest 
movie uh, that features a school in it for the film club tonight. I'm going to go for. I hope this. Oh god, I hope this is an 80s film. Now I'm just having a panic attack. It doesn't have to be an 80s. <laughs> it film. doesn't have no. That, that's the critical point here. We're not after an 80s film, but it's it's a film that you know we're using the 80s as the jump off point here. But if it's got a school in, it's fine. Well, okay, Dead Poet Society with Robin Williams. Go and check it. You know you want to check it. <laughs> of course I am. I just would love to stand on the desk of like a, you know when you've had a brilliant teacher and go captain my captain sir sneaking in 1989 oh just you're all right it's a great movie though yeah what, what are you going to go for 1985 smack bang in the middle of the decade yeah teen wolf such a great film i mean obviously a film about a boy that's a wolf but <laughs> all of it around that's that is such a great film do you know what is criminal i'm just two things right yeah the internet's got a lot to answer for here you search teen wolf just for some background information about it yeah the first thing that comes up is some horrible 2011 tv series loosely based on the movie oh dear so the internet's not even finding the right the right thing first of all secondly imdb only giving teen wolf 6.1 out of 10 Really? Yeah. Is it? I mean, is it one of those? You do get this sometimes with films that you you remember loving in the eighties. Go back and watch, and it's not as good as you remember. Is that the case with film with uh, Team Wolf? Sometimes it's best never to go back. No, I can't imagine that that's the case with this one. Though. Surely, Team Wolf was kind of fun and cool about parties. He was there in the kind of college, you know, jacket doing like breakdance and that. Yeah. What have we got over here? American Werewolf in London, just like exactly. rolling fog on the moors and someone having a nightmare on the floor of a B and B. A lot of people, much like Michael from County Durham and oh, many yeah. others suggesting Ferris Bueller's Day Off uh, as a school movie. Where we film. stay, it is oh, it's a great film. What's your problem? I can sense a problem. <laughs> well, the problem isn't the quality of the film, it's, it's whether it's a school movie, because, of course, Ferris is taking a day off from school. Right. But is there bits of school in it? All right. right. Okay. Are you saying, well, he's technically having a day off. You're not going to let him. Well, be in. most of the famous things, uh, you know, you've got him having the, uh, you know, the, the squeegee fight. You've got him on the uh, the parade. You've got him uh, in the Lamborghini, in the Ferrari, the, the, the red car. You've got him um, at the uh, at the baseball. He's not in the school, is he? That's a good point. I mean, this entire thing is like the Supreme Court, so there's two of us, so we, you need a majority verdict, so maybe the home-time listeners can cast this particular vote on it. They can decide on that particular one. A lot of people, including Louise, saying uh, Grease. Can I just say Grease is one of the worst films <laughs> of all time? And our producer, Will, just made a very good point. He said that if you actually watch it with a modern eye, you can see that John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John are 40-odd. <laughs> they ain't teenage kids. Absolutely outrageous films, so stop texting it in. School of Rock, says Deborah, which is uh, of a more modern era and is very good, I think. Great film, We've got Sarah on the line. What, in your opinion, is the best school movie ever? Breakfast Club. Breakfast Club. I, I feel like Breakfast Club, even though it's a good film, did set unreasonable expectations for detentions going forward <laughs> for kids. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm not being funny, but why wouldn't you want a de- uh, detention like that? What an adventure. <laughs> What's the best detention you got? I just did lines. I remember just writing out lines in science labs. A, a lot no, of that. I went, <laughs> I went through school with that one. Oh, head girl over there. <laughs> Richie, have you had a detention? One detention. Oh, blemish on his head boy record. I recorded over a trickle or tape. Oh, fantastic. No. That's like no, a, a protest. I was in school without a detention, but I was um, in the school orchestra and the same night we had our um, practice for like big events and things like that was the same night as the school detention. So sometimes you still had to get the detention bus home. Oh, wow. So you kind of like hung out with the, the uh, naughty kids with your, I don't yeah, know, tuba. Exactly. <laughs> or something. I was just reaching for an instrument there. I don't know where that one came from. Just before we let you go, what did you play, Sarah? Um, I used to play the flute until I uh, bust my wrist playing hockey. <laughs> There's so much to unpack. <laughs> now, Ian's hanging on, uh, ready to throw the cat amongst the pigeons, I think. Ian, what have you got for us? Oh, uh, well, it's a bit of a grey area and a curveball. 
well, does police academy count? Because it's kind of like an academy and they're learning and there's desks and stuff. But they're not kids. That's a good point. It's a brilliant series of movies, but I used to love them when I was a kid in the 80s. But they are technically at school. They're learning to be police, aren't they? I'm going to agree yeah, yeah. with Ian, going to agree with you. I'd say Police Academy is more of a school movie than Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I knew you were going to double down on that. <laughs> Ian, what do you think about that? We're going to let it in. Are you happy with that? Yes. Fantastic. I love I love your phone call approach, which is reminiscent of Ronnie Pickering from the viral fame. Uh, Raquel, cracking name, that's straight out of the 80s from Cambridge, says, Bush and Ritchie, if you accept Police Academy, then you have to add in Top Gun, because technically he was in a training corps at the Air Force. It's getting ridiculous. We will accept Top Gun, but it's not going to win. The greatest school movie uh, of all time, and it's won by such a long streak as The Breakfast Club. Has to be. Can't argue with that. This is Bush and Ritchie's Daily Takeaway. We were talking all the way through the show yesterday about how strange the weather was. Uh, we had a bit of a sense that it was to do with the Saharan uh, sandstorm. You only get a sense of that today when everything's dry. And have you got like a film of just dust everywhere? Well, Joe, the weird thing for us, it's all over the windows. And then when I got into work yesterday, it was all over my back. But I kind of like that. I felt like I was in the movie June. Well, when we were um, yeah, walking outside the studio yesterday, it's sort of like sandy puddles on the road. For me, it's hit home. It always hits the pocket for me. I'm a tight man. It's... <laughs> I'll quite happily hold my hand up and say that. Last week, I did a hand car wash, all right? You know, I I don't mind that. You know, paying 20 quid for someone to do a better job than I'm going to do, that's fine. Fair enough. But when seven days later, the Sahara dumps on your car (laughs) and you need to do it again, I I was spitting feathers when I came out this morning and saw that. So you're not enjoying the fact that a little bit of uh, razzmatazz from, you know, desert and swimming pools and oasis has been landed on your your car. You You don't like that kind of stuff, you know? Not when I've got a queue up for a swarm of gentlemen to go around the car and clean it for a princely sum again, no. The Daily Takeaway. Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. There you go, there's another uh, Bush and Richie hometime uh, Daily Takeaway. Uh, the name of this podcast, I will, I'll get this nailed by the time I come back off my holidays. Um... You know, we talked at the start about um, people who work on tips. I mean, I don't want to, we're not going to get in trouble here, but obviously there's a bit of a power trip. Mm-hmm. I do wonder whether at some point we should come back to this on the show and try and come up with the ultimate top ten power trip job roles. <laughs> I'm going to throw, I'm going to throw the receptionist in our local hospital, in our local doctor surgery, which they're now called care navigators. Listen to listen to the state. They're called care navigators now. Those, those women, they're brilliant and really efficient and everything, but they can shrivel you with just a couple of lines. It's unbelievable. 